नमस्ते आई एम रक्षा बर्मन योर होस्ट फॉर माई दिवाली इट्स अ पॉडकास्ट अबाउट हाउ वी एक्सपीरियंस दिवाली इन मॉडर्न मल्टी कल्चरल ऑस्ट्रेलिया वन ऑफ माई फेवरेट थिंग्स अबाउट दिवाली इज फूड एंड फैमिली टूडे आई एम टॉकिंग टू मास्टर शेफ कंटेस्टेंट दिपिंदर छिपर अबाउट हाउ शी सेलिब्रेट दिवाली वील खावर फैमिली फूड एंड इवन अ वॉक टाउन मेमोरी लेन टू हर चाइल्डहुड I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording from. I pay my respects to the Kamaragal people and their elders past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands you're listening from and extend the respect to any First Nations listeners. Welcome to the show Dipinder. Thank you so much Raksha. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm delighted. So before we start anything, tell me about what you've been up to in the last couple of years since MasterChef. So I've had two kids since MasterChef, um as everyone would know. I've got two beautiful daughters and alongside having kids, I've been doing a lot as well. I started off uh working for Andy Allen. first few months after masterchef and then covid hit so we were all kind of cooking from home and trying to do our best from home so i did a lot of content a lot of recipe creation which is what i've been doing and then this year actually i went on to masterchef india as a guest judge and that was probably the highlight since i finished and such an amazing experience it's always fun to be you know back in india and i've done that twice since masterchef now but this time round was probably the most special because i got to meet some of my favorite chefs um the judges on masterchef india vikas kanar and vibrar garima um and some other you know fellow chefs that i've been following and you know been looking up to their work and you know they've been inspiring me so getting to meet them was just you know amazing sounds like such an immersive experience and for you you must have felt like you're back at academy food 101 learning as much as you can so let's take a walk down memory lane to your own childhood it's a nice segue i believe you migrated here when you were 11 years old with your family do you remember diwali back in india when you were a child it's something that i could never forget and i hope i never forget it Diwali in India was just amazing. It's bigger than Christmas, it's bigger than New Year's. It's it's bigger than any festival that I can think of that I've ever celebrated. We looked forward to Diwali because it was, you know, you painted your house, you cleaned your house, um, you know, everything was new, ready to go for the festive season. Diwali for us also, you know, was very uh, it was an integral part of our family because we had I grew up in a joint family. So we had like 20, over 20 people just living in the same It was like an apartment building you can call it and every floor for cousins, got uncles and aunts, grandparents, their brothers and sisters and their families. So it was like an extended family home that I lived in and I'm so blessed to have experienced that. It was about food, it was about meeting everyone, it was about wearing new clothes, it was about candles, lighting, also firecrackers which obviously we can't do so much now. Um it was about flowers, it was about decorating your house. it was everything that you can think of everyone who celebrates diwali will have memories of going to the mithai shops this is how dipinder remembers those days in india when she was a child visiting these shops with her parents 
you know, we went to the markets, we went to sweet shops, I went with my parents. So my dad was a business uh, owner, he still is, but in India, he owned um, a business. And what we did was every year for Diwali, he'd buy like lots and lots of sweets. When I mean lots and lots of sweets, I mean like over 50 boxes of sweets and nuts and that kind of stuff. The way they package it is just beautiful. Because it's, it's, you know, it's gifting season. And that's what we did. We went to all of our family's houses. We went to his colleagues, you know, we went to all of their homes. And that was kind of something that we looked forward to because we got to go, you know, to our cousin's place or our friend's places. And before we even went, got to their places, the whole process of getting those mitai boxes and the sweet boxes and nuts and all of that stuff was so much fun because you'd go to these sweet shops, right? And normally they'd close at what, like eight or nine. But around Diwali, it's like, it's obviously festive season in India, it's huge. But they've like extended their shops and they're open till like midnight or beyond and you're tasting all the sweets. And it's like a wedding. It feels like you're, you've just stepped into a wedding. It's incredible the way they decorate it. So that's some of like the memories that I have because for my brother and I, we used to have so much fun just going to these sweet shops with our parents buying sweets. Obviously, we didn't have to pay for them, but we were tasting all of them. <laughs> Food is an important part of Diwali celebrations and Dipinder has a favourite for the Diwali season. I think one of my fondest memories, this aligns with, um, you know, my food journey as well. So we had um, domestic help in India, like everyone does the auntie that looked after us became like a part of the family. You know, she's been with us for before I was even born. And what she taught me was how to make gujia. And gujia is like this, um, it's almost like a sweet empanada, you can call it. It's deep fried and it's dipped in sugar coat, sugar coated in chashni, which is our sweet, you know, sugar syrup. It's delicious. And it's one of my favorite matais by all means. Like I cannot go past gujia and not eat it, even if I'm on a diet. That was something I used to love to eat. And she's like, I'll teach you how to make this. And I'm like, really? You're going to teach me how to make this? And I was probably seven or eight. And she actually took me to the shops. We went and bought all the ingredients together. And she bought a mold from home. It's almost like a dumpling mold that she used. And she bought it home. We sat down on the floor with, you know, on newspapers. And she, you know, taught me how to make this. And that kind of became a tradition up until we moved here, which I was really sad about because at Diwali, if I wanted to make kujia, my mom didn't know how to make it. So we tried to make it a few times, but now, because I can cook, obviously, independently, I do try and make it every year. And we do it for Holi and Diwali both. So that was kind of like probably the highlight of my Diwali for the last few years that I spent celebrating in India. And we made like over 100 gujia, like in big boxes. We used to store them because if you don't dip them in the sugar syrup, you can store them for like almost like a few weeks, actually. So that's something that I wanted to really share on the podcast with you. That sounds like such a delicious memory. And as a child, I think the love for food was infused in you from very early on. And it's the story in every house. All kids are helping out and learning to wrap little parcels of samosa. That's, I mean, that was my introduction to learning how to wrap and fold. I love that memory. Thanks for sharing that. So once you moved to Australia, how did you continue to celebrate Diwali? Look, when we moved here, it was literally my brother and I and our parents. We had to kind of come to terms with the fact that it's just going to be the four of us, you know, until a very long time, up until now, because now I've got a very big family of my own as well. Um, Celebrating Diwali for us became uh, more of a 
you know, a memory lane back home. And we wanted to kind of continue that tradition as well, because um, moving far away from home with no family in Australia, we moved to Newcastle um, and the Indian community here was very small. They were very welcoming and they kind of became our family. So they had Diwali functions and, you know, Independence Day functions and functions for most festivals, but Diwali one was a pretty big one. But obviously, you know, they don't live with us. So, I mean, you know, we don't have that festive um, congregation of relatives that we had every year in India. And we didn't make, you know, all those sweets that I got to make with, um, you know, Shilanti that she taught me how to make Gujia and all of that. Like we couldn't do things like that. So we kind of had to make it our own. And I felt like we tried a lot harder to celebrate and keep that culture within our family, just to make sure that we continue doing what we did in India. So we obviously, we went to the Gurdwara, we went to the mandir, we did a puja at home. You know, Diwali for us became more of a, you know, we cooked dinner, we ate dinner together, we did a little bit of cooking as well. This is the My Diwali podcast on SBS and our guest Dipinder is sharing how she celebrates Diwali in Australia. I've been in Australia for almost 25 years. Um, I've spent, you know, a larger part of my life living here. And now Diwali is something that I take upon myself. Um, and I feel like I need to host a Diwali every year as much as I can. After I got married, you know, my husband's got a huge family. So we used to do a big Diwali at home. And Diwali for us is quite prominent because, you know, it's all about food. And it's just about having people over, celebrating together with food and food of all kinds and you know traditional food non-traditional food mitais savory sweet, everything Diwali is a time for colorful decorations and lights Rangoli is an art form in which patterns are created on the floor in living rooms or courtyards using materials such as colored rice dry flour colored sand or flower petals Dipinder wants her children to embrace it Another big part of Diwali, which I look forward to, is making a rangoli. So I never made a rangoli in India, probably because I was too young to do it properly, I guess. But I've been making rangolis uh, since I think the last seven or eight years. And I started making it at home. And then I used to make it, you know, in my husband's home as well. And it's just something that I look forward to. I go out, I buy colors from the Indian shop, you know, I buy the flowers and the diyas and all of that stuff. So that's something as well that, I think uh, is keeping that tradition alive at home and it just turns your house into something really festive like you know you've got guests coming over you've got family friends coming over and the first thing they see as they enter your house is a beautiful you know colorful rangoli on the floor so that's something that I'm going to continue doing and I think this year I'm going to get my little one to come and join me and she loves colors she's not even two but i think she's going to have a great time doing a rangoli with me so i'm really looking forward to it she's a thoroughbred daisy girl isn't she she loves colors i love that it's um my introduction to rangoli was with my mum because my mum was an artist and we used to paint and draw and then slowly it evolved into using flowers and lentils and all kinds of things and that was my yeah that was my go to diwali memory was i i got to create and i got to go for a few hours without being disturbed and make all these intricate patterns it was yeah it was really really beautiful and it's 
it's therapeutic, isn't it? Like you're you're doing it yourself. You're coming up with new ideas. You're drawing on the floor with colors, with flowers, with you know. This year, I'm actually going to incorporate rice. You mentioned lentils, so I'm going to color some rice and give it to Meher, and I think she'll really enjoy that as well. But yeah, absolutely love Rangoli, and what a beautiful memory. Dipinder, you're originally from Delhi, and you moved to Australia when you were 11 years old, and you're now living in Newcastle with your husband, your daughters, and extended family. Why is it important for you to share Diwali traditions with your kids? Look, I moved here when I was 11, so actually, I can confidently say that I've had the best of both worlds. Um, I've lived in India, experienced the culture, and I'm very grateful. Like it's truly a blessing, and I get quite emotional when I talk about this because um, it's kind of sad because my daughter is never going to be able to experience that unless we move, you know, back or we take them regularly for festivals and that kind of thing. And life always gets in the way of those things. I mean, I've been to India three or four times since I've been married, and um, my husband was one when he moved here. So for him to experience India through my eyes is an eye opener every single time. We go to my hometown. We go to his hometown. We meet both our families. I take him to one new place every time in India. So that's our that's our thing. Like every time we go to India, we're going to go to a new destination that we've never been before. So that's something that I want to continue doing. But for my kids, I think the biggest thing that you know, when we live in a country like Australia, which is so multicultural and so diverse, um, I want them to be able to represent me. In that, you know, in that realm, as they grow up, I want them to be able to represent our culture that's been passed on to them, you know, via me. I'm only a medium passing it on to them, you know. I mean, I obviously didn't come up with this culture, but I've embraced it and I've thoroughly, you know, enjoyed it throughout my life, and I will continue to do that. And it's almost like a part of your identity, and I don't want them to lose that. So, all in all, I really want them to carry it forward to their families, to to their children, to their grandchildren, and they can say that yes, my mom was born in India, and this is what you know, this is a memory she shared with us um, when she first moved here. You know, she learned how to make a rangoli all by herself, and she taught me how to do it. And now I'm passing it on to you. So that kind of thing would um, mean the world to me, and I really want my daughters to be able to embrace our culture. In a beautiful country like Australia, which is so welcoming of all different cultures, and I really want them to showcase that and carry that forward. That really resonates with me as well as a mum of two. Like it's almost like our culture is like that dia, that light, and we are the medium that's, right. that's just you know we're transferring it to our children so that they too can shine bright. That's right, and it almost becomes a part of their identity, and you know. Especially in today's world, we've got so many. We, I mean, we live amongst people from all over the world, and everyone recognizes themselves in some way. And I feel like being Indian or having been lived in India and then coming moving here. I mean, that's all become a really integral part of my identity and how I represent myself and how I carry myself. And I haven't come across a single person who hasn't appreciated the fact that. You know, we embrace our culture so well, and we're so proud of you know our culture. And I really want them to feel you know that pride in being Indian or that pride in being an Australian Indian with that culture. If you know what I'm trying to say, I do. I do. It absolutely resonates. And I think as South Asians living in this 
beautiful multicultural country. Um, it's so important for us to do that and do it in our way and adapt with the changing times, but acknowledge that what we're doing is amazing and it's something they're going to be grateful for. What is your favorite food to eat and cook during Diwali? I've heard you talk a lot about food and now I want to get into the details. I can probably write a book on this question. Um, I love street food. So Diwali, whenever we had gatherings for Diwali or even at home, we used to make bhalle, papri chaat, golgappe and that kind of stuff. And I just love that. Like I'm salivating as a, I've got chai sitting in front of me and I'm salivating thinking about the street food. So I think even this year I'm going to be, um, I'm going to go a bit crazy with cooking street food. So that is my favorite. I think, what did we have last year for Diwali? So we did Chole Bhature, we did Yudhai Bhalle. They are kind of like the staples that we do for Diwali because we always have family and friends over. Dhokla is another big one. So it's all snacky food, but it really fills you up because there's so much of it. And then obviously, you know, we've got the sweets as well. I do make gujia and I've got burfi. This year I've, you know, I've been making different types of burfis, trying to experiment with different recipes. So um, I've done quite a few of them. So I'm going to be making a few of those. Yeah, so I think it's going to be food galore this year. And so what do the celebrations with the family and especially your children look like for Diwali 2023? Like what's on the table here? Meher now goes to a daycare, so I'm hoping to actually do a little bit of a celebration at her daycare for Diwali. Um, and I think that would be really cool because like we spoke about it earlier, it's about um, showcasing our culture. It's about showing the world what Diwali is. Diwali is just such a big part of our lives. I mean, we celebrate Christmas every single year and it's getting bigger and bigger because the kids are getting older, they're understanding everything. And I, at the same time, I want them to understand and appreciate and to be able to explain in their own language and in their own way what Diwali is like for them, just like I'm doing it right now. So we're definitely going to do something at daycare for her. And at home, we're going to do a rangoli. We're going to have a family gathering. And it's Piri, my younger daughter's first Diwali. So that for us is huge. The first Diwali is big. Last year, it was Meher's first Diwali. And this year is Piri. So I'm going to actually do Matai boxes for like homemade Matai boxes for all of our family and friends. That just sounds so amazing. And can I just say, as a new mum with two kids under two, you are doing a remarkable job introducing them to oh. our culture and keeping the traditions going. But even the idea of just going to daycare and introducing Diwali, she's going to own it as her exciting festival and carry that torch forward. Dipinder, all this talk of food has my stomach rumbling, but I really want to know what dessert are you planning on making with your daughter? Okay, so recently I've just experimented making burfi in the microwave. I know all the mums make burfi in the microwave, super easy, but actually um, I was experimenting with ricotta cheese only because I had ricotta cheese sitting in the fridge and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and do kalakand in the microwave. So Meher and I were there. It's completely kids friendly it's completely you know child proof kind of recipe because you're not dealing with heat you're not dealing with the stove it's safe as long as obviously you're supervising but we made kalakand in the microwave and it takes about five to ten minutes it's so easy and it was delicious it was absolutely delicious so it's got ricotta cheese it's got sugar you can use gur instead of the sugar or jaggery and milk powder and it was that's it three or four ingredients and it's super simple to make so i did that with meher and i think i'm going to do that again 
I'm going to include that in my Matai box, actually, because it only because it's so easy to make. So for all, you know, the listeners that are, you know, working full time that have got no time to cook and, you know, always feel guilty that, oh, we should make some Matai for Diwali, but we don't have the time to do so. This is your one to make. It's super simple. And I promise you, it's delicious. And everyone can go and buy a packet of ricotta cheese and just whip this up within five, ten minutes. Tepinder, proof is in the barfi, not the pudding anymore, the barfi. <laughs> so I will grab that recipe right. from you as a gift for our listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. You got it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your childhood and how you celebrate Diwali now. And I'm just wishing you and your family and your gorgeous girls the best Diwali and happy first Diwali to your youngest. Thank you, Raksha, and you too. Have a wonderful Diwali. I think um, you've just taken me back to all the memories and so much nostalgia going through my mind right now. Thank you so much. Happy Diwali. I just chatted with Dipinder Chibber, an ex-MasterChef contestant on My Diwali podcast.